Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. I am Tony. I'm here with Dave and Dave. Dave Stevens, Dave Sterling. I'm Tony Pervenanzi. We have no guests today. No. Uh, Johnny is not here. No. But uh, fantastic. I had him on last time. We are coming to you today from... Now, is it... We were talking about this in the car, Dave. Is it Udapils or Udapils? I think it's Udapils. It's Udapils. Udapils. Yeah, it's a tough okay. one. I always wanted to call it Uteplis, but yes, that's what I always do. But Uteplis? I get, you, you gotta think. Yeah, I don't know why it just come, rolls off the tongue a little easier. Oh, sure, I think, sure, but sure. I think the way you gotta look at it is it ends with pills. Okay, like, like you know, yeah, the, yeah, the beer style. So I think and just remember pills. The website has the bre- has the pronunciation on it. Okay, right. Udapils, I believe, would be Udapils. Yeah. yeah. So we're at Udapil's Brewing in Minneapolis. It's right by uh, Theodore Worth Park, uh, right in this kind of, kind of tucked away. Off uh, of Glenwood. Yep. Is it? yep. Right next to uh, Bassett Creek, I believe, mm. is the name of the little creek that goes by here. Um, they also have a food truck outside today called M. Canada. Another tough one to yeah. pronounce. Yeah. It's, it's Chilean. Chilean. Mm. Okay. Uh, and they said that they specialize in... Empanadas in a cone. Empanadas in a cone. It's intriguing. I don't know what that means. Like a waffle cone? I don't know. I don't, I don't I have don't no like idea. Ice, ice cream cone? Maybe. <laughs> when I think of an empanada, I have a hard time fitting it into a cone. I, yeah. It'd be interesting yeah. to see how that would work. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so they have a food truck outside today. It is pretty busy here for a Saturday at noon, but I think the deal is the temperatures here in the Twin Cities are in the mid-40s today in January. Yeah. And it's, we were, so, we were what, five minutes earlier, and we were not the first people here. No, right? there, was, there was people here already. Yeah, yeah, and impressive. like I said, Utapils has uh, allowed us to come out here and do our podcast, and we're thankful to them for that. They gave us some free drink coupons, yeah, which we've been using. Um, I was able to get the Ewald the Wild Man, uh, which is a dry hop Hefeweizen, which is very, very good. Um, Stevens, what'd you get? Well, I ended up going with a totally worth it, and uh, not, not just for the name either. It's a uh, it's a dry Irish stout, and just mm-hmm. if I had one word for it, I'd say just incre- incredibly smooth. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a nice nice stout um, mm-hmm. in the traditional sense, and I think that's you know it, it is you know they call it a dry Irish stout. That's exactly what it is, and I mm-hmm. think that the Udapils, I think they have kind of a European vibe to yeah, them as yeah, far do. as their beer selection mm-hmm. goes. Yep. So. Uh, Sterling, what'd you get? I got the Broomstacker, which I got that because I actually saw it uh, in an ad on Facebook. Really? I've never seen a local brewery with an ad on Facebook. Yeah. And it, their can um, is is um, 
curling focused. Oh. And I would assume that's the broom. Yeah, concept broom. Yeah, so broom stacker. Yep. I, you know, my my wife's family are big curlers. Oh. I've never done curling, so as soon as I saw it pop up on my feed, I was like, I'm gonna get that today. It's good. It's a red. It's a red lager. Okay. And uh, it's nice and smooth. Six uh, percent alcohol, so it's nice mid range. And I, I do want to say something about this place. I, this is the first brewery we've been to, and we've been to some great breweries. But they use the correct glasses for every beer yeah. they serve. So my hef, my Hefeweizen, Hefeweizen is in a nice uh, kind of a tall tall glass. Yep. Um, Dave, I'm, yours is in kind of a... I was going to say, shorty. I might have to disagree with you there, because my glass is way too small for the well, totally yeah, worth it stout. Stout, but. yeah, yeah. But no. they've got... Now, you got right. you got another beer, though. Yeah, that's the that's the Kolsch. The Kolsch, and they put Kolsch, that in kind Kolsch, of a... Kolsch, Kolsch, They put yeah. that in kind of a skinny yep. kind of glass, so... No, it, d- it definitely helps you, you know, it helps you... You can just, from a glance, you can see what people are drinking, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like you said, the proper proper beer glass. So yeah, it is yeah. kind of a cool, and I just have to say, I, I just love, this is my second time here, mm-hmm. um, probably second in the last month now, um, and I, I just love the uh, the tap room, just the yeah. vibe and the feel it has. The place is a wide open space, Yep, yep. Um, it just looks great, it's got a great feeling, and like we were talking about before we came on, it'd be nice to see what this place looks like in the summer as far as their uh, outdoor patio. They've got, yeah, their outdoor patio goes out kind of a wooded area back mm-hmm. here. And I think, like I said, the creek, uh, Bassett Creek is right behind us. Right. So it's kind of like they have a whole nature feel in the back. And yeah. Interesting to see, but this place is huge. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. So I do have to say that, uh, of course, you can find the Lunacy Podcast on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Tune in, and of course, we are part of the BGN network, BGN.fm. Yes. And uh, so, and we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have our own website, LunacyPodcast.com. Anytime you go on the internet, you can find us. Yep. Anyway. And I'm currently working on a deal oh. that would get us into Europe. Into Europe? On a literally European podcast site. Wow. It's not going to cost us anything. Cool. So I'm working on that. Now, wh- what's the upside there? I mean, obviously, people in Europe can already find us on the Internet. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's it's one of those things where um, they're finding that the platforms are becoming more popular. So they're starting to turn away from things like iTunes, and they're wanting to go to actual platforms and more specialized. Um, and so... That that was something that I picked up uh, way back when we were at Alloy. Okay. And uh, and I forget his name now. He was doing his book. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah he follows us on Twitter. I can't yeah. think of his name. Yeah. And so he he told us to uh, start using the hashtag Pottern Family. Yeah. And uh, so I've been doing that on all our things. And mm-hmm. uh, a podcaster uh, that sets up a pl- that's setting up this platform. Yep. In in the UK. Um, Sent me an email. Oh, nice! And so, yeah, it's it's in the beta version. Okay, it may mean nothing, really. Yeah, but I just thought it was interesting. We'd We're probably be the first MLS focused on a specific European specific platform. Nice. Yeah. We're growing. We're going worldwide, boys. Yep. Worldwide. So, uh, some housekeeping things to talk about. Um, you know, 
think did you guys have a very good uh, holiday season? Yeah, you know i I had uh, the whole week off as did which, I, which was yeah. nice. Yeah, nice. the The negative is I had the whole week to spend with extended family. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I love my family, but six days starts getting a little a little much. Sure, sure, sure. So. But I mean, it was it was a good time. It was nice to be away from work. I realized how much stuff I forgot when I got back to work. Yeah, you go through that. Yeah. Uh, my liver was not happy with me after about I think Christmas Day. My liver got a reprieve because I went to my parents' house during the day and we didn't drink there. But Christmas Eve, we had people over. Uh, Sundays, I mean, my sister-in-law from Illinois was up, so we were doing stuff all weekend and drinking and having a good time so by Christmas day my liver was like yeah we need to take a couple days off yeah. which I did and it, you actually mentioned that in in one of our text feeds yeah yeah something yeah. about that yeah, yeah. and so because uh, remember we did our po- last podcast on a Thursday night right. that was just heading into the holiday and it was heading because I, I had Friday off so I drank Thursday night yeah um, woke up Friday morning went to work for like two hours even though it was my off day to fix some things me and our buddy Nels went down to uh, Mystic Lake, drank more down there, didn't get totally inebriated, but had a couple beers there, came back up, went out to Boondocks that night, oh. drank there, and then went to my sister-in-law's house afterwards to hang out and drank there, so it was like, totally like, you yeah. know, it wasn't a full tilt, but at the end of the night, I was like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. um... Dave. Stevens, how was yours? Well, how was the chili bake-off? It, w- it was good, and yeah, mine kind of started off. I did end up, my holiday didn't start quite as early as yours. I got back from Fond du Lac that Thursday when we were at Torg, and did, mm-hmm. got, I went straight to Torg to do the podcast, of course. Yeah. I'm glad I made it. Uh, then I ended, I did end up going into the office the next day, so I couldn't yeah. go to the casino with you guys. Yeah, which, too bad. Which, it is too bad. But then, yeah, my uh, my uh, holiday got off to a rip-roaring start as well. I mean, because I had that whole, what is it, 12 days off between yeah. that fr- that Friday afternoon and, yep. and Wednesday after the New Year. So I yep. had a long break. I was looking forward to it. And, uh, of course, yeah, the family party started right away on Christmas Eve and Christmas. My cousin Troy, he always throws a real big party up in way up in Oak Grove that I went to, and then we did have the chili bake off at my parents' house on Christmas Day. That was great, kind of a smaller gathering, but fun. Sure, sure. And uh, yeah, I really uh, started getting into it. I was having a good time, and then guess what happened to me? Was that I got sick oh. shortly after? And I and I'm not one to get sick very often, so when I get sick, it's just it catches me off guard because I'm not expecting it. I had. Sure. A nice little fever for a couple days, Wednesday and Thursday after uh, after Christmas. So I was actually planning on going somewhere, whether it be, I was thinking maybe Hawaii, maybe Cincinnati. I know they're kind of yeah, yeah. few and far in between there. But, uh, yeah, I was yeah, thinking about going somewhere. It's extreme difference. It is yeah. kind of extreme. Yeah. You know, Cincinnati, bit. Honolulu, Cincinnati, Honolulu. Mm. Well, mm. I couldn't decide, so I didn't go anywhere just as well because I did need a couple days to recover. But good news is by the time i had to go back to work i was fully recovered so it's too bad he didn't go to hawaii because you know who was well, there corolla was there adam was corolla really? was in hawaii oh, no kidding. No over kidding. the uh, break i was gonna go visit one of our listeners marshall peterson oh there, marshall but, was, uh, he's, he's working down yeah. there but uh, yeah anyway so i didn't do that uh hung around obviously saw you uh what was it uh, sunday we watched sunday, the, uh, the final vikings game the of the vikings year game and uh yeah so, which was terrible so yeah it was I, i'll tell you what i just love the time off it was just nice to relax yeah. and, and have a yeah. nice break yeah. so yeah feel a little bit refreshed wasn't mm-hmm. quite ready to go back to work like probably most people but no eh. 
but what else could Here you we do? Are. You spend all this time off, right? And right. You, after a while, you're kind of bored. You're well, like, exactly. Nothing going on. And know? I don't know that having another week off, let's say, would make it any easier. No. It would probably be the no. opposite, actually. No. So. And then yeah. you get back to work and you realize, oh, back to it. You know, that's your big... My, the, the Christmas break is my big break of the year. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because of all the days that you have off and I take a bunch of days off. So that's my big break of the year. And then when it's over, I go... Shit, now i got to wait a whole other year to have my 12 days off in a row again. Yeah. yeah. Hey, real True. quick, just because I know we touched on it. Um, when we were up at Alloy and we uh, ran into that author, uh, yep. his name is Nick Belodichuk. Right? Okay, there you and, go. And he was working yeah. on his first his first, his first comic book, actually. It looked kind of like a graphic, an, it's graphic, graphic novel, novel yep. but uh, called The Greenway, and that came, yep. out, yes. last, that yep. came out back in November. Yep, yep. And that's, I just wanted to give the proper plug mm-hmm. there. So. Um, so let's get into some... United stuff. Yeah. Even though there really isn't any to talk about. Yeah, some is an understatement. Some. Uh, Dave Over and I, state. Dave Sterling and I were back and forth on Twitter uh, this week saying, you know, making comments about that they're not doing anything, you know, there's nothing going on. I made a couple comments on Twitter that they need to get working because they have two months left. Yeah. Until, well, and pre-season, I mean, pre-season starts, starts in a month. Yeah. Um, Less than a month. So, I mean, they need to be kind of. Let's get some guys. Let's get some players. Let's get some guys in. Let's start working this out. Yeah. Uh, we did make one movie. We talked about at Torg, and that was the midfielder. Yeah, the Jan Gregis. Right, Jan Gregis. Yep. Number six, number eight sort of player, yeah. Uh, you I know, mean, it's a good signing, but... It's a good signing, but I, like I, I look at soccer the same way I look at a lot of pro sports. I look at the Twins in the offseason, okay? They signed a bunch of, like lower guys and then yeah. you're signing with Nelson Cruz and you're like oh okay but that's that's one big one but we need more right. to kind of and they haven't done that yet and I look at the United and signing Gregor and getting him in there but we need more yeah and it, you know and it's one of those things where you know even as bad as it is mm-hmm. Minnesota United managed to get rid of half their team yeah, yeah. yeah. so you're not even you're not just talking depth players. Mm-hmm. You're talking starting position players. Exactly. You know, and if we we co- constantly talk the defense. You have, I mean, everything that I can think of. We're talking Calvo's going to be on the left. Yeah. Uh, Boxel and Kalman will be at center back. But you don't have a starting right back. No. I mean, you don't have. I mean. Carter Manley's not even prepared to be a backup. No. And what about so, Coleman? Is he... What's that? Coleman, Brent Coleman. Yeah. Is, is he... I mean, you know, I think he's... For what I can tell, Coleman and Boxel will be the starters. I personally don't think either of them are starters. Sure. But that's, that's Minnesota United. Is Manley a guy that they could throw to Madison, though? Oh, yeah. And then he could kind of work yeah. his way up. And that's the Madison connection. That's why that works out. Yeah. And, but, you know, I think I would almost guarantee he's going to be a starter game one in Madison. Okay. Yeah. Because so. Madison hasn't, from what I've noticed, hasn't signed any fullbacks at all. Sure. Yeah. So, I, I could pull it up, but I think they only they only have a, a handful of players on their roster. Yeah. Right and now, almost all of them are attacked. Okay. So, I mean, you can kind of get a feeling 
I mean, I don't know if this is the case, but I kind of get this feeling that they know Omsberg's coming in for center back. Yep. They know Manley's coming in at right back. Yeah. So you kind of get this sense that that's why Madison's been signing a bunch of attacking Forwards. players. Yeah. Because yeah. they know that they're going to have our yeah. our guys. Yeah. But <laughs> that's great and everything, and I'm happy that we're going to have guys go down to Madison and right. kind of get playing time and stuff. But it doesn't fix what's going on with the major league club. Here. Well, no, right. and, and I mean, I think like when you talk about their roster and how, like we mentioned it a few podcasts ago, how the turnover was high, and whether yeah. that's unusual or not, we don't need to get into that. But uh, yeah, like their 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 senior roster right now is comprised of 19 players, and so they they haven't really even full, filled out their full roster as right. far as salary cap purposes goes. Yeah. Where it's that number one through 20 that really affect your salary cap number. So we yeah. haven't even filled that. And what's um, crazier is you have. You have Molino, Finley, Ibarra. All three technically play the exact same position. Yep. So it's it's one of those things where yeah they have they have nineteen guys in the roster. They really only have sixteen guys in the roster. Well, seventeen. And because case, two of them don't even. I mean, they're depth at best. Right. Somebody's depth at best. Well, and and the case be made in that situation is you've got three guys. One of those guys could be traded. Well, yes. You know, and get a couple players back. Right. But are they going to do that? Well, and, you know, we've talked about this a few times. Finley and Molina are coming back from injuries. Mm-hmm. No one's going to take them. No. So if someone's going to get traded... It's Ibarra. It's Miguel Ibarra. Yeah. And, it, I mean... And Corey, Corey, was it... Yeah, Corey from... Yeah. Uh, True North Elite didn't he? He thought that was going to happen. He thought, yeah. And, and, and I mean, might, we have a month. Yeah. Probably, I mean, once most teams settle down their trades by preseason. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, but wouldn't wouldn't a bar trade just be like another dagger through the heart of every old school United fan? Oh, it would be insane. I mean, I, I just I don't know I how mean, you do it. I, I mean, you know, I, when Christian Ramirez is traded. I would, you know, we talked about this too. I was kind of like, mm-hmm, yuck. Yeah. But, man, if they got rid of Ibarra now too, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it'd kind of be one of those straws that's breaking the camel's back type yeah. situation for a lot of people. Even myself, I'd be, I think my upset level mm-hmm. would increase significantly because it's just, you know, I could see the argument with Ramirez, but with Ibarra, he fits the system really well. And yeah. he's such a hard worker. You'd miss yes, seeing yeah. him just run up and down that field. And, I mean, do you think – and maybe maybe he's not part of the front office's long-term plan. That That's possible. But and, – and do you think if they do – if they do decide to – have already decided that they want to part ways with him, maybe uh, this is the time to do it because guess what? We're moving into Allianz Field. Hey, yes. we've got a nice new digs. Everybody's looking forward to that. Everybody's excited. So we're going to just slip one under there. Get rid of a bar, and then nobody's the wiser. Well, you know what would be really it's not going to stop people from going to the audience field. But I want to—I do want to say this though. We've had a situation like this years ago with a team called the Minnesota Twins. They moved into Target Field, and remember, the fans were clamoring and saying, "You're going to Target Field, going to make more money. You just sign guys." And guess what they did? 
Well, they, they didn't. didn't. Well, hold on now. I mean, y- you're right in general, but they they had a good year in two. Th- it was 2010. That was their first year at Target yeah, Field, and we don't did. need to talk about the Twins too often. But real quick now, yeah, they did. They had a pretty nice core there that year, and they, they brought did. in Jim Tomey, who became a huge fan favorite. Sure. And that actually that catapult they catapulted into the playoffs that year. Granted, they got bounced out right away by the Yankees, but they did make the playoffs their first year. So at Target really. Field. Minnesota United's doing exactly what the Twins did. Yes. The Twins brought in Tomei, and Minnesota United brought, brings in Gregus, who looks yeah. like a good signing. Yes. Yeah. You know, might attract some attention, but and you they're can, not going to do anything else. But I, you can see from the Twins, uh, what I'm saying is you see that you have a limited amount of time in a new stadium right. before everything starts falling apart. So, so yeah. I mean, I mean, we sit here, and we don't know. There's another. We're a month away. I mean, do we feel that they're going to make significant moves in the next month? Because otherwise, aren't they walking a pretty thin red line there. They already are. We, we saw what can happen last year with what just a couple key injuries in a couple yep. key spots, and and you're really in trouble. Well, and so much so that they basically wrote off the season because of those injuries. And, it, and the thing is, is, I don't remember. I mean, it's been 20-some episodes now. I don't remember if we talked about this. But going into last season, we needed depth at fullback. Yes. And guess what? We need depth at fullback now. I guess. Um, but... They didn't do anything about it. They signed Tyrone Mears. That was it. And, and drafted Carter Manley. And that's why Carter I just Manley. want to say lessons learned. Yeah. You know, if you're growing into a, I'm going to, the three-year plan, you, you yeah. should be learning from past mistakes. And you don't want to go into this season with the same issues you had last well, season. Well, and again, the three-year plan. It's year three. Right. Yeah. So... We Our are three-year plan three. should be yeah. success yeah. in year three. Let's right? let's bounce it to something. My father-in-law listens to this podcast, so I'm going to bounce it back to something he would understand. The Minnesota Vikings. They've needed offensive line help for how many years? Two years now in a row. Oh. And they go into every offseason, it's like, we need offensive line help. And they don't do anything about it, and look what happens. Right. You know, it's the same way. I'm seeing the same thing with United with the defensive backs. I'm seeing the same thing happen. Yep. We need help. Well, we'll get some help, and we never do. And yeah. that becomes our downfall. Well, you know, and we could even we could even do something that I relate better to. Green Bay Packers. Yeah. yeah. They have needed defensive work yeah. for I mean, they've been trying to rebuild the defense for like six years. Yeah, I know, yeah. And it but the problem is is everyone just kinda let it go because yep. Aaron Rodgers had his offense, yeah, offensive weapons that could make up for the bad defense. Yep. Well guess what? Offensive weapons disappeared this year. Yep. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, the defense is shit. I know. And it, it's every single year, it's like, oh, we need to build the defense, yep. build the defense, don't ever do it. Yeah. And look at and look at Darwin. If we don't get Darwin last year. Oh, God. There are games. There are at least, what, 10 games? We probably lose well, or tie? I mean, he won the Toronto game on his own with yeah. his hat trick. So his greatness made up for a lot of mistakes on the defense. Yeah. So, but we can't go into the offseason thinking that's going to continue. Right. You know? It's, yeah. So, there are some rumors out there. Yeah. And Sterling has some, a couple guys who have been yeah. rumored. So, uh, I'll bring up Kevin Cavedo. Um, he's 21-year-old forward. Why we would need a forward, I have that's no idea. That's just stupid. Yeah. But it, there is confirmation that we were scouting him. Okay. So we know that. Uh, it's been all over the Peruvian press yeah. that he's been linked with two teams, New York City and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And it, 
I mean, no one's denied this at all. So what was it? It was uh, last week. He put an Instagram post saying that he was going to be doing medical. And the Instagram post had the light blue Mm. as the backdrop. So everyone assumed that was saying it was the team's color. Sure. Well, of course. Technically, we have light blue in our... Depending on the shade you want to talk about. Reading the tea leaves here. Yeah. So it's like... It could be either team. Again. I mean, it, it could very easily be either team. Now, Jeff Reuter uh, did some digging. In fact, because of our our tweet. Yeah. Somebody tweeted him with quoting our tweet and said, Hey, is there any anything to this? Now, yeah. And you call him a forward. If I, if I called him an attacking midfielder, is there, is there a big difference in that? So... I mean, because he has been described as such. Yeah, he's he's a winger forward. So okay. yeah, a winger's okay. attacking. Okay. So, so Reuter looked into it apparently and yeah. said, "Nope, there's he's not in Minnesota." Sure, that's all he could confirm. Well, so I came across an article dated from the 31st, which is the most recent I've seen, mm-hmm. and it, it was in it was from ESPN, which I personally think ESPN's kind of shitty, but. Um, they pointed out that it was actually that he was going to be going for a medical, not okay. that he did go for a medical. So, so now the fact that Reuter was able to confirm he wasn't in Minnesota, it doesn't really mean anything because maybe he didn't actually go yet. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's completely up in the air. There's no new information. Like I said, the most recent rumor I've seen was ESPN from now five days ago, six okay. days ago. Um, but. What's you know really disappointing about this is one he's a forward. Mm-hmm. I mean we have Rodriguez, we have we have Denlotti who's should be back from his injury. Yeah, he played at the end of the season. Uh, we also have Toy who's probably going to end up in Madison. Yeah. Do we well and then you have Darwin who can play forward. You That's have right. Mario Ibarra who can play forward. Mm-hmm. You have Kevin Molino who could honestly play forward. Yeah. So I mean, do we need that? Absolutely not. No. Um, so that's that's one disappointing thing. The second thing is the stat line. In it, in this season so far in Peru, with Alianza, which I thought was kind of an ironic team that he's playing with, <laughs> um, he's got four goals. This is 18 games now. Four goals, five yellow cards. What? And not three red yeah. cards. In this year alone? In what? This or year his, alone. for his career? In this, just this season. As a forward? As a forward. How does that happen? Yeah. So I went into back. I posted this, I think, on our Twitter. On our Twitter, maybe it was mine. And I went back to check to see, you know, how do those numbers relate to forwards in yeah. MLS? And there are some forwards that get a significant number of yellow cards, mm-hmm. but there's there hasn't been a forward in the last three years that's gotten more than two reds in an entire season. Sure. And he did it in half a season. He got three in half a season. So what the heck is he doing? Well, uh, well, he's a he's a he's, he's a, a young he's a shit. He's a well, he's a, well, a young yeah, okay. player. He's young player, player, hothead. Young player, hothead. Um, hothead sure. His he had a red against Boca Juniors that was just outrageous. Um I mean the fact that he's playing again is criminal. How old is he again? He's 21. So is this one of those guys we could potentially sign and throw to Madison? Well, probably. 
Yeah. I mean, I would hope that they don't sign him. Yeah, but, I don't yeah. know. I don't know that this would be if, – if they – and we're talking this, rumors here. But if they yeah. signed him, I don't know that they'd send him off to Madison unless you couldn't crack the – Well, he's 21. Well, so the thing is, is he would be international player. Yeah. So you'd have to say either you're going to play him, you're going to get him minutes. Yeah. Or you got to get rid of him. Okay. Because otherwise he's occupying an international slot. Sure, sure, so, sure. Yeah, maybe. So maybe it make, doesn't make much sense. But now, just we can. I just want to touch on it real quick because you brought it up and you said, you know, do we really need another forward? No. And and we can debate that, but probably not. So if we wanted to fill out our roster, does, I think you touched on it. Does that start with defenders, basically? Oh yeah, yeah. Because we yeah. have a flux of midfielders as well. So yeah. it's basically defenders is where you'd yeah. like to see the focus. I mean, if if there's anyone in midfield. Obviously, I mean, I usually refer to a number six as a defend defender. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's obviously midfield, but... Defensive midfielder. Yeah, I mean, it would be that position and that, that box-to-box midfielder. Mm-hmm. We don't really have that. I, I think... I mean, Colin Martin's really the only guy in our squad that's like that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, those are the really the only two non-defense positions that we need so that brings us to another rumor oh i don't know if i'm gonna say his name right it's nosa igibor that's how i would have said yeah yeah that's my guess he's nigerian yeah uh he has played for nigeria's uh national team which is impressive he played for his he played in the i think he played in the israeli league yeah so he played for tel aviv um Rise of Spore in Turkey and Real Betis. Yeah. So he's had some. He's played in Champions League. He's played in Europa League. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got some. You know, got a resume. Yeah. He was signed actually by the Whitecaps in 2017. Mm-hmm. He sat on the bench for like eight games, and then they had an injury, and he played played out the rest of the season and the playoffs. Um. The guy, and this is the one that we've been interacting with. Yes. On Twitter with. The guy has been injured <laughs> yeah. for seven of the last eight weeks. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I just had to pull up something that, that our, our Twitter account posted. Or you six posted, of the last seven weeks. David Sterling, just like his last seven games. I mean, I'm looking at knee injury, knee, knee, knee injury, knee, knee, knee yeah. injury, not on the squad. And guess what? Knee injury is and, not good in soccer. No, because you know we just had two players that were out the entire season yeah, with a knee. And, and his his current team that is it Anorthosis. Sorry if I butchered that. But it's that, Greek. I don't know. It's, or oh, Cypria. Cypria, which is kind of Greek, I guess. Okay, first first division, but wow. Yeah, I mean, obviously my my Twitter post I did actually sent it from my own account yeah. and retweeted it from our from the podcast account. I said it's par for the course. It is. I tagged Minnesota United in it. Yeah. Because I, I don't care. But it's par for the course. I mean, these are the players they're looking at. And it's just like, what what in the world are they doing? You know, somebody somebody else who I think actually follows the podcast had posted something about it. And I said, well, if you want any idea of what type of talent we're talking about, our past goalkeeper, yeah. Elf Bosch, yeah. who we dumped for Bobby yeah. plays in the first division Cypriot League. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of the concept of the talent that we're dealing that's with. That's talent there, yeah. It, you know, I can't imagine even with the resume he has that he's valuable enough to waste an international spot on. You know, and on top of that, 
I, I just wanted to see because he's he's kind of that box to box midfielder. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to see what his stats were in terms of fouls, mm-hmm. and it, he's only played 225 minutes this yep. season because of that injury. He's committed six fouls, three yellow cards, or sorry, this was with the white caps. Sorry. Yep. In those 225 minutes, he committed six fouls, three yellow cards, and only had one shot on goal. Oh, fine. So he had three yellow cards in 200 minutes. Yeah. Do we need to be worried about a guy who could be riding a yellow card for 60 minutes in a game? I mean, especially in the midfield. And especially with a bad knee. And with a bad knee. This is what gets me about if we sign this guy. Knee problems in any sport are a bad omen. And yeah. I get it. You might, the, the, the United might think, well, we've seen his medical history. It's not really a bad knee. It's a sprained knee or whatever. Yeah. Okay, fine. But if he has knee problems, I don't want any part of the guy. Right. Because you've seen in other sports what knee problems do to guys. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I, I don't want I don't want to I don't yeah. want that guy. He's twenty eight years old and he really hasn't done much over the last few years. Exactly. No, exactly I mean, right that, too. It just seems like that's a big question mark and that's why I yeah. like your personal comment is par for the course. That and does it, make sense. You know, I, I think one thing that I pulled out was I'm not a big fan of players who have character issues. I mean, if they're super talented you get around it. Yeah. But so this guy, why he left Vancouver is completely up in the air. No one knows. They had an option to sign him, and it, their front office said that we tried. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. There were some news reports later on toward the beginning of last season that kind of hinted at maybe he had a character issue. Okay. Well, so I mentioned that he played on Nigeria's national team. He got dropped from the national team because he was bad-mouthing the manager. Whoops. So, this dude, if you want to sign someone that has character issues, great. If they're talented. Yeah. If they're not going to bring something to the team, you don't want that type of no, you know, toxicity anywhere near the clubhouse. Sorry. That's kind of a baseball term, I guess. <laughs> the locker room. Locker room, yeah. Of a team that's already not that great. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. If you're talking about an up-and-down season and then you add some toxic attitudes, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's, again, it's par for the course. But but these are the two rumors we have right now. That's it. This is it. Now, the, ben, the nice thing is, is at least Jan Gregis, we had no idea. Yeah, it was out of the it, Yeah, it just all of a sudden popped up. Wow. And that's isn't that isn't that kind of the United's track record right now is not to make, you know, all these... Oh, it's totally. It, yeah. They're not very transparent. Yeah. No. And, they uh, make surprise by moves. By design, yeah. Yep. So, so I it, think we probably... I, I guess we should hope we're surprised over the next month. And well, I, I would hope so. I hope it's a good surprise. Yeah. I would take a bad surprise at this point. I, I, we aren't. Looking, well, I don't want a piece of shit in a box. But, we, you know, but it's still, you know, I mean, it's like at least they tell they do, they're doing something. Re- yeah. Realistically, would you expect a big splash? Though, I mean, you would expect some signings, but would you expect a big splash, a big signing, somebody that makes you kind of go, "Wow"? I don't know if I want a big splash. I'd, I'd like to see some defenders be signed. Yeah. Whether they be good or not, you don't have to spend a lot of money to fill out the defensive roster. No, you don't. Um. I mean, it would be really cool to see them sign a DP at right back or center back. Yeah. But, you know, you don't need it. Kurt, I mean, technically right now we have three DPs. 
Angelo Rodriguez should not be a DP. He's getting paid basically the same amount of money that Christian Ramirez is getting paid. The only reason he's a DP is because of his transfer fee. Yeah. So they could take the TAM and they could pay it down and they'd open another DP spot. Yeah. I would like to see them do that. I Anybody that doesn't expect that doesn't understand MLS soccer. I mean, everyone's saying that's common common sense thing to do. That's what the money is for. That's yeah. what the yeah. TAM is for. Exactly. Yeah. You get you sign yeah. better you can sign better players mm-hmm. and it, avoid using that DP. Increase your talent. You, you don't use TAM on depth. You use TAM on starters who aren't quite good enough to be in right. Europe, mm-hmm. but still want to make some money that they can't make yep. in like South America. That, Latin that, America. That's why they traded Christian Ramirez. You yep. know, yeah, exactly. you can make the case that he didn't fit into what they wanted to do going forward, but certainly. The other half of that is to get that, you know, that Sam money, eight hundred thousand. Yeah, that was a big chunk of change. It was, and and that's exactly why they sh- how they should use it, and hopefully that's how and they the, will use it. The second half of this podcast, we're going to into some more financial stuff because yeah. there was interesting things from the MLS uh, players union players union about yeah. uh, transfer money fees and, and solidarity payments, solidarity yeah. and all that yeah. type of stuff. But just to finish up, guys, again, we haven't seen really. Anything except for one move, right? We haven't seen anything else come through except for rumors, and yeah. we are one month away from uh, the preseason. We're having a little tournament down in Tucson. Yep, it's the uh, micro. It's the uh, they call it the mobile mini Sun Cup, but mini it's out of, Tucson, out of Tucson. Out of Tucson, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, first game is uh, less than a month ago. Yeah, less than yeah. a month away, February second. Yep. So. Yep. So we'll have preseason. preseason less than a month away here. And, and I'm not sure. And they might have scheduled something. I know, like, last year, for example, in 2018, their first, I think their first preseason game was still in the month of January. Like the Yeah, 20- they did some closed door okay. against, uh, I think their college team. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. bottom line, we're weeks, we're literally two or three weeks away yep. from, from preseason action. Yeah. So. You want to get your lineup set starting in the preseason. You want to see what's going on with these guys. And- yeah. And you know what's crazy? Again, we we've already talked about it in this episode. They can't feel the team. No, they actually can't because you don't have enough defenders. And there's no. too many question marks with yeah. people coming back from injury, and, and and you just yeah. I mean, if I could sit down, I could write out the the front, the you attack. Could, you that could I'd come want. up with a starting eleven right now. I mean, if you no, to. I couldn't. Are you sure? There's no right back. There's no right back. Yeah, I would not pick Carter Randall. You could come up. You could come up with everybody except the defensive yeah. backs, really. And I mean, I could resign myself to make a line. Sure. By saying, okay, fine, Carter Manley's the right back, but not one you're comfortable with in year three going into Allianz right. Field. No. And if they don't sign a, a top level CB, I'm not comfortable with what they have even then because it's not. You just you shipped in 70, 71 goals last year. Yeah. That center back pairing. Yeah, a lot of it had to do with the fact that we had no help on the flanks and up in front of them. Still. I'm but I remember in the beginning of the season was a lot of Calvo playing that center position where he shouldn't be playing anyways. Yeah, I mean, you can look at those 71 goals. I I'd figured it out. 71 goals, five of them were directly related to errors by Calvo. Okay, so that's 66. Yep. And then I think I was able to account for another 12 or 14, something like that. Uh, of goals that came while he was at center back. Yeah. So you can maybe say, okay, 60 goals. Mm-hmm. 
maybe 58. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big difference. It is. Especially in soccer. Yeah. And again, I don't want to badmouth Cowboy because I think he's a cool dude. I think he's a really good left back. We badmouthed him but, enough at the beginning of last season because yeah. he was playing in the bad spot. And I think we had, I think we realized that when he went back to it where he should be. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, this is the player that he's playing how he should play now. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to make those decisions anymore. He can play where he needs to play, and he's right. good. Yeah, I just and I mean I've said it before. I love his heart. I love his energy. Yeah, I love I what do you too. mean? You know, he means a lot to the team, the locker room. Oh he, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's a big, big head and it, there. You know, even with his his uh, respect comments from the what April or whatever that was last yeah. year. Yeah. Completely ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Minnesota United well, doesn't deserve any respect. I feel but like people. It was have, still. It showed heart, passion yeah, for the yeah, team. I, I, and know. I kind of feel like people have jumped on that bandwagon. I think it just he kind of stoked the fire with Atlanta and those other, you know, yeah. the, the newer teams. Well, and I and I think that, like I said, the beginning of the season he was he was shit, bad spot. And when he started yeah. to come on, I think everybody got behind him. And I will say this, and I've said this on the podcast before, I was wrong about the guy. Yep. Yeah, I thought he was complete shit show in the beginning. Yeah, and then and he when turned he, the corner. And then when he left mm-hmm. for the World Cup, it was like, oh, good God. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was good. Yeah. yeah. I think it wasn't it Steel Toe that we did. We had you, you David Sterling, you, you put that whole thing together as far as analyzing, you know, some of the, you know, how have our, we've allowed so many goals up until right, this yeah. point and yeah. why have they been allowed? And, and unfortunately, at that point, Calvo was kind of at the head of the list. Yeah, he was. Um, he has some really he, bad plays. You can't deny that, but that goes into the out of the position mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and of course we missed him during his World Cup uh, departure. We did. Yeah. yeah. And I, then I wanted him back. He went yeah. to World Cup I'm like, good. Then during the World Cup we sucked in defense. I'm like, Calvo, please come back. We miss yeah. you. You know, and I think a lot of people were wrong about the impact he has on the team. And I admit I admit that. I'm not yeah. one of those guys who's going to say, no, I didn't say that. I admit that I was wrong about the guy. You know. Yeah. I so. Um, so I think we'll cut off this half, guys. Let's go get some more beers. Uh, we'll be back at uh, Uda Pills. Uda Pills, sorry. In a couple minutes. All right. Podcast. We are still at Uda Pills. I think I said it right this time. Uda Pills. Very good. Uh, brewing company uh, on the west side of Minneapolis. Tucked away on glorious uh, Bassett Creek. Uh, so we ended the our last half talking about the United a little bit and some moves they were yeah. trying to make. Dave uh, Sterling and I were kind of going back on Twitter a little bit about some uh, it was the MLS union before we get yeah. to that though yeah. Steven just pointed out each of us just got a flight of beer yeah and they're on little like skis so yeah, they're very cool yeah. so it's not just a flight it's a flight ski it's a flight ski yeah, yeah. it's a flight ski and it's all five of their regular rotation beers on the skis that's the deal there's no like you can't get any different beers. No, but I think it certainly speeds up the ordering process. Yeah, and, and yeah. Can, I mean, it's a good sample of everything they have. I mean, yeah, they have, you know, it doesn't give you the option to try a few of their maybe 
rotating ones or new ones, but uh, yeah, it certainly gives you a good taste of everything they've got. But it's it's it's. I think this is the coolest flight I've seen at a brewery. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. No it's, doubt. It's a, yeah. it's a it's a ski. Yeah, it's an awesome way to repurpose skis. An actual actual ski like yours are Rosignol skis. And, yeah. It's yeah, not we'll, like just we'll, a wooden ski they kind of created. It's got it's painted. Yeah. It's got you know stuff on there. It's, we'll uh, post that picture that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very awesome. Yeah. Uh, so. Stevens and I have the flight, so we have all their basic beers. Uh, so we've got the Alt 18, I think it's Alt uh, 1848. We've got the Glocal IPA, Ewald the Golden. Uh, the, I don't even know how to say that. Is that ca- Capacetic? Copacetic. Copacetic. Copacetic, yeah. yeah. And uh, the Pills. Uh, and all these beers, I don't know if you guys know this, all these beers you can find at liquor stores, they're yeah. canned. They can all these beers. Yep. Uh, so this is one of the, uh, we've been to a couple breweries where they don't can their beers yet, but this right. is the brewery that they do can their beers, and you can find them in any major liquor store. Yeah. And I've had them before, and they're, they're fantastic. Which, speaking of, their capacity, Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of room. I was kind of looking back there when I went to the restroom. Yeah. There's some room to expand beyond what they have. Well, this is incredible. An, this is an old, it must have been an old warehouse or yeah. shipping you, are, yard or something. You're talking like from like a brewing standpoint? Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, because they, they've got, I would say, it looks like maybe 15, 15. Five or six tanks. Yeah. 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 Fermenters, sorry. They have a huge amount of tanks here. Yeah. And they have to because they're they're, they're canning their beers. Yeah. Um, so, unlike some of the breweries we've been to in the past, we, we're, they're smaller breweries. Yep. Yeah. I know Omni does some canning, yep. but not to the extent that these guys do. And they have a bomber, too. Yeah, they have yeah. bombers, yep. So, I mean, it's a very nice setup in here, yeah. and it's very large, and I, I it's, a, it's a great place to hang out. You know, and I like their, their light fixture mm-hmm. above the bar, because I'm yeah. almost positive that's a copper still top. It is. It is, yeah. Because yeah. I go to New Orleans every year for Oktoberfest. Yeah. We get to see the old copper stills they have. Okay, yeah. That is exactly what it looks like. Yeah, it's it's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's cool. So, yeah, we're again here at the Uda Pills, having a good time. Lots of people here. There's birthday parties. There's at least two birthday parties I see. There's a, They have a pool table here, which I we haven't been to a brewery yet that's had a pool table in it, have we? No. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, They've got their game corner. they got their game corner like every brewery has. Yep. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a great time here. Um, so let's get into... Oh, and Sterling, what are you drinking right now? Yeah, so I'm drinking the Eye Mouth, which is a Scottish-style pale. So, um, how... I mean, Scottish-style pale, I mean, what is it? So, interestingly, I, I have never had a Scotch ale that wasn't, like, a wee heavy, like, yeah, heavy ones. Yeah, the heavy ones, yeah. So, I mean, I would say this is... It's kind of like a standard pale ale, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe a little bit more maltiness to it. Maybe they add that kind of that wee heavy type of yeah. flavoring to yeah. it. Yeah, I mean it's, that in there. it's a little bit more caramely than mm-hmm. a sure, English sure. pale. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that the hops. I mean the IBUs must be super low. I think they say. Yeah, it's for it's forty three. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a good good drinker. Mm-hmm. I might get it as a as the growler. Yeah, growler that stuff. Yeah, huh? I might. 
And of course, you're drinking something that I'm something you can only get here at the brewery. Right. Yep. Um, they have a couple things. Your Broomstacker was another brewery yep. exclusive. Well, actually, no. No, that's Scott Broomstacker. They have yeah. the cans. Yeah. That's their one of their seasonal rotations. There are, I think, three or four beers up here that you can only get at the brewery. Yeah. Um, so, which is kind of nice. I really want to try that quadriga, the quadruple, but that's ten percenter. Yeah. I don't know if I can even handle that right now. I mean, I wouldn't even if I got the the bomber. Yeah. I'd have to have someone to drink it with. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine doing a seven fifty of that? It'd be like drinking a bottle of wine. Now, side note. I used to be a big 750 bottle guy. I used yeah. to buy them all the time. When I first started getting into craft beers, I was buying the European ones, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was a couple that I think it was like 8 or 9%. And I drink the whole bottle in a night. Well, I mean, I mean, a bottle of wine is what, 12, 12 to 15% maybe? So, I mean, yeah. you know, I know, a 750 of 10%. I mean, unless you're, yeah, unless nothing, you're getting a white wine that's like, like yeah. 9 or 10. Yeah, yeah okay. But yeah, I'm I was saying. Speaking in, as far as red wine. But who, who drinks a whole bottle of wine? Yeah, who doesn't? John Andrewski? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Well, <laughs> you know, once you open it, you know, you don't want it to go, you know, you don't want it to spoil or go to waste. I guess. Well, that's I the mean, same you, thing with the beer, though. Yeah, but you can usually get a bottle. You cork it well. Yes. You can usually get it to last at least another day. And you, yeah. Oh, at the very least. I mean, and you, can buy, those ni- day, you can buy those nice stoppers. And if you really want to get fancy, yeah. they we have We have the technology now. We do. To put stuff on top of things. Yeah. Beer, however, though... I don't think it works very well for beer. I don't think so. Yeah, it's just not as appeasing either. No. Like, it never, it doesn't sound good. You gotta drink that yeah. fast. And that's what I do. I've, I've done it with a 750 of cider. Yeah. Where I put a topper in it and then let it sit. Because, I mean, it's not as carbonated or anything. No, no, no. Yeah, beer, yeah, it doesn't. Beer's a uh, bad thing to be trying to stop yeah. and doing that stuff with. So, let's get back into the uh, MLS uh, Players Union. Yeah. The uh, leader of that, what's his? Uh, you know, what's his his name? last name is Foose. I don't okay. know what his first name is. So he's leader of the MLS Players Union. He came out with a nice Bob Fuse. Bob Fuse. He was was he responding to Alexei Lawless yeah. with um, that letter or not? No, I think that letter it stemmed from the Pulisic yeah transfer, which we're going to talk about. Um, I don't remember exactly where that letter came from, why it was written. Yeah. So, backstory, and uh, Dave and Dave, jump in if I'm getting anything wrong here. Backstory is, uh, academies in the United States are pay-to-play. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you want to be in a soccer academy, you're paying to be at that academy. Yeah, a few thousand dollars at yeah. least. Yeah. So, of course, that gets into the whole concept of, if you don't have money, right. you're not going to be playing in that academy. And it, and then of course that gets into the well. What about these specifically Latin American players who exactly. are very poor, generally immigrants? We're ignoring them. Or at, let's go farther than that. Inner city youth. Inner kids. city youth. Yep. You're talking about you know the African African American population. Yep. Soccer players there. And I can I can see it too. Like like in the city that I live in, Plymouth has you know it's called the Plymouth Fusion. It's their soccer academy, yep. their soccer club. Um, but yeah, it's it's not cheap. I, I I don't I don't know exactly what it costs, but that's these parents are yeah. paying for these clubs, and they're not cheap. And, and I, you know, even my wife and I, who do well for ourselves, I would never pay no 
four grand to send either of my kids to soccer. And, and that's the ballpark oh. we're talking. Thousands, yeah. of, thousands, of, even for like the Plymouth Fusion, you're talking thousands of dollars yeah. a year. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of in that same boat myself. My youngest daughter is now big into soccer, and she's actually pretty talented at soccer at six years old, yeah. right? And I'll pay for the Rogers Youth League because sure. it's 50 bucks a year or whatever it is. Yeah. But she wants to go into an academy, even girls, women's soccer. I, I'm not going to pay the thousands of dollars for her to do that. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's for me, it's pointless. If they want me to be in an academy, then they have to pay. They should be paying for it. Right. You know? And so it, it really begs the question, both on the men's and women's side, how often... Are our national teams passing up talent because that talent simply can't pay for it? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Because we look at we. I mean, I look at uh, baseball as an example. That's not pay to play. There's no pay to play, and there's 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 little league teams, and there's of course they pay for that. Yeah. But some of the like academies down in Dominican Republic, those guys in Dominican Republic do not pay to be in that no. academy. The major league baseball major league clubs baseball are playing pay for paying for that, yep. and you know why they yeah. do. Because they're looking for youth that are going to go up to become major leaguers. Right, and that's how it should be. That's and, how it should be. And major league soccer is getting better at that. Minnesota United, you have to pay to be in their academy. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense. It's brand new. Yeah. Uh, now, on the other hand, Atlanta's academy does not cost anything. Well, let's uh, let's stop with Atlanta right now because at this podcast, I want to get into some... There's a Twitter thing going on. The, oh, yeah, on yeah. Twitter about... United hating Atlanta. Yeah, yes. And I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, because there's yeah. a reason why. There are numerous right. reasons why we hate them. And, right. Yeah, but. I so, like to say friendly banter. Friendly banter, sure. But the deal is this the uh, head of their union had a letter stating basically that we're, they're never going to go this way. They're, it's always going to be pay to play. Right. They, they refuse to do solidarity payments. Yep. They consider it a violation of player rights. And he kind of roundabout way said if money goes into those academies, the executives will get it because it's a business and blah blah right. blah. Well, well that's how that's why they said they won't and that's exactly how they treat it. They treat yeah. it, it it is a business. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and but now the, the big thing is is I think a lot of these academies are pay to play because they don't have other funding. No. So maybe we can talk maybe we can slide into the Pulisic conversation. Anybody that's a soccer fan knows that he just transferred to Chelsea. Yeah. Seventy three million dollar transfer I believe it was. And the first the first America uh, American player to get that much. That much money. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's certainly a record. I mean, like it's more a, yeah. like say it's more than triple what what uh, John you know, what like Wolf Wolfberg paid for John Brooks Brooks in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah, and I mean it's it's huge transfer. You know, Chelsea is one of the bigger English clubs. It's one of the bigger clubs in Europe. In, in Europe, even though Dortmund is too. Dortmund's, um, Dortmund's big. Yeah, uh, but. Obviously, Americans, we gravitate towards either Real Madrid, Barcelona, or the English clubs. Yep. Chelsea has the second largest following in the U.S. for English clubs. So this is a big deal. A huge transfer. It was estimated that uh, Pennsylvania Classics, which was his, uh, his club team, 
um, would receive seven hundred and thirty grand. Yeah. For solidarity training payments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, from this transfer. And it was, it was they were entitled to at least four hundred. Uh, five hundred and forty-eight thousand, yes. and then it yep. could approach a million, depending on how they treated his time in the seventeens exactly. yeah. while he was still a part of that PA class. Yeah. So, so it, it, it varied, but it's incredible. Yeah. And so this is my point: everything's pay to play. Yeah, it's pay to play because they need to, you know, recoup the cost that they're putting into right. training these players, sending them out on traveling trips. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred grand. A million, even four hundred grand on this on the low end. PA Classics would be raking in the money from one player. That's right. So, I mentioned in our text exchange, I was like, you know, okay, so the PU is concerned that all that money is going to go to the executives. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why can't USSF step in and say, all right, we're going to regulate it a bit? Exactly. So we're going to say, all right, if it's over this amount, you have to withhold charging of fees for X number of years. That's right. That's right. You know, something like that to, to control how these teams spend their money. Or yeah. or say it has to go into your, your, into your training, your stadium or exactly. your training, whatever it is. Right. There can be a structure there. Exactly. Where executives get a little bit of it. Because they want it, because yeah. it's their deal, and, and but not all of it, right? And and for the record, I mean, you know why? I mean, the the reason that the, the the U.S. Soccer Federation has like forbidden these payments is basically they're basically it's all the lawyers. Mm-hmm. They're worried about everything from literally child labor laws violating child yeah, labor yep, laws, yep, yep, or yep. maybe or they're worried that they'd have litigation that re, you know resulting from like antitrust or mm-hmm. um, like and. It's, it comes back to the M, you know MLS Players Association. Yeah. They're basically worried about those legal issues that potentially could come with this money. So groups like the you know PA Classics are basically saying no, we we aren't going to pursue that. Right? Yeah. They and don't even want to try. They're being they're more or less being told not to by their lawyers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it's 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 unfortunate because you know you have DeAndre Yedlin, um, you know his. I believe, if I remember that, correctly, his club actually attempted to that, get money. No, that's that's still ongoing, actually. Is so, it okay? So yeah, so his his he's from Washington, right? Yeah. So yeah, like his his club was called the is called the Crossfire Premier, and they, that is an active claim. And they so basically, not a lot of people are pursuing this, or they've kind of, but they are, and uh, basically, they're still in front of right now, and uh, and that dates back to their the 2014 transfer right. to Tottenham. Yeah, um, and you but, know, you have you have players like Alfonso Davies, who now he's Canadian, but yeah. he just went to um, Bayern Munich for 21 million, I think it was. Yeah, uh, you know, you have John Brooks at Wolfsburg. You have. Uh, Timothy Way at uh, PSG. Um, I mean, it- and then actually the the we t- I mentioned John Brooks and his twenty. Previously, the biggest transfer was twenty million twenty million euros, twenty two million dollars to Wolfsburg in two thousand seventeen. Um, but that was you know that was a U.S. men's national player. Yep. The actual record for a U.S. born player like Pulisic is prior to Pulisic was Josie Altidore. For ten million to Sunderland, yeah. in in two thousand thirteen, yeah. um, and then, then you back. know Dempsey's gone overseas. Yeah, you know, I don't think 
I don't think Donovan's been an issue. He never went overseas, but no. Well, I mean, you have a lot of players. I would say half, maybe half the U.S. roster, maybe not quite that high, is is in Europe. Yeah, and yeah. it. You know, it's it's one of those things you have to talk about. This. Yeah, I mean, I, it, I, we I, we don't want to give up talent because we're forcing these kids to pay money. Exactly yeah, th- right. And, th- and this is unusual. And like when we talk about solidarity payments, like we are now, and like I think basically the underlying message for me that I take out of this is that 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 what you know what Bob Fuse and um, d- said and what what their policy is that's mm-hmm. not going to change as far as these solidarity payments going to these clubs and no. you know th- it's not going to change until the U.S. is in a system where we are not pay to play and exactly. I think we're not going to change no. until those solidarity solidarity payments happen so it's yeah. a chicken so and egg it's a chicken yeah and chicken egg, egg. And, it, and so for me you know USSF has finally said well uh, Suno Galati said as he was leaving USSF in the spring, he said he was in favor of these payments now. Yeah. Uh, Don Garber, during the uh, MLS final, he said, said we want these payments. We want it. Because yep. MLS academies are finally happening. Yeah. And they're losing this money. Mm-hmm. And so... so shouldn't, it's the players' union. Shouldn't this be coming, shouldn't this be coming from... The USSF and on down U.S. soccer, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to develop talent in the United States from a young age, all the way up to the U17s, U20s, shouldn't it start at the top? It should. And work down. How do you get out of the pay to play and, without the USSF? This gets into a bigger picture. Okay. We want to have a talented national team in the United States. There are, I know there are players out there, young players, who we will never see because their parents could not pay to beat any of these academies. Oh, definitely. And so that robs your talent right there. Not only that, it robs the talent from the MLS. Yep. Because there's players that can play in the MLS right now, I'm sure of it, that we couldn't see because their parents could not pay to beat an academy. Yep. And those players that are talented enough to do that, they miss out on MLS. If they had gone to MLS and were good enough, then they yeah. could have played in MLS for a few seasons, gone to Europe. Yep. And so then the MLS teams are missing out on payments to their academy. Yep. They're missing out on transfer payments because the player didn't go to Europe. That's right. I mean, I don't know. On top of that, you have you then you feed into the national system where U.S. men's national team is is missing players that. Could have started off in MLS, gone to Europe, gotten even better. I mean, it's a... Yeah. But it, the, the national thing kills me the most. Because we want to be seen as a bigger power in global right. soccer, yeah. right? And we had the World Cup here back in, was it, 94? Yeah. And they said, well, if we're going to have the World Cup, we're going to have to create the MLS. Yeah. And they did. Okay? That was the starting point. We should have seen a gradual rise in talent on the national team from that point. And, I mean, well, I think we have. We have, but, there's, but there is an, there's an, there's a hurdle we haven't leapt yet. Okay, And sure. I think that pay-to-play thing might be the final hurdle for yeah, having talent in yeah. this this country to compete with the Germanys, the Frances, the Spains, the Italys, everybody out there. Yeah, I'd agree with that. 
And I know the three of us, we're big Minnesota United fans, but we're also big United States soccer fans. Yeah. Even though I cheer for Italy myself, I'm still a big U.S. I want to see the U.S. become right. great in soccer in my lifetime. Is it a I safe like assumption to assume, like, say, teams like, you know, national teams like Germany, France, mm-hmm. you know, the, the major European players, yeah. they, they are not on a soda, you know, pay to play. No, they're not. No, I mean, they, they do have clubs that yeah. you have to pay for. Yeah. But it's not remotely to the level of the U.S. Hmm. And the other thing, too, is, I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure they don't have colleges that these soccer no, players no. go to as much as we have here. That's one of the things that I, I think people are going to bring out and say, well, a guy is good and he gets a scholarship, he can go to college. But he's missing out on these academies where they right. teach much more than they teach in college. Right. You know, college teams are not academy teams. Right. You know? I mean, yeah. I mean, you're going to college education first, sports second. Yeah. Exactly. Academies are sports first. Well, education sector. And, that, and that's why I think like people like Alexi Lawless and, and the guys who brought up that, yeah. I mean, I think they they think the system's broken in general. Yeah. Like the fact, you know, the whole what college, pay to play, it's all a vicious cycle and there's a big problem with that and something has to change. If you're, you know, there's nothing wrong with college athletics in general, but is that how you're going to build the best no, national you, team? You can't. No. You can't. Yeah, right. This isn't this isn't the NFL. This isn't the NBA. Okay, NFL, NBA bring those guys from college, and, and those are big college sports events. Yeah. Okay, college basketball, college football are huge sports events. College soccer is not. No. No money. Not a lot of money goes into college soccer. No. They're not building new stadiums for college soccer teams. No. So if you're putting a guy on a scholarship into college soccer, he might get drafted by the MLS potentially in the Super right. we'll Talk yeah. about, but. More likely than not, he's kind of tapped out because yep. he's not get he's not getting the teaching that he would at MLS Academy or another academy in the United States. Exactly. You know, and I'm getting kind of fired up about it, guys, because thinking about it more, I'm going. This United States team needs to be better it does. in the World Cup in the next yeah. couple of years. Yeah. We need to kind of keep growing. And and the thi- the reality is if. You know, USSF, like I, like I said, Gulati came out and said, you know, they want to look at these solidarity payments. Yeah. But the dy- the legal dynamics of the U.S. with the players' union threatening to sue every single time something comes up, they can't do anything. Their yeah. their their hands are tied, and it, you you start seeing these clubs. Gaining even sixty, seventy thousand dollars, yeah. And other clubs are going to be like, "Huh? Well, man, that makes some sense. You know, we could be, we could be developing the next, you know, who knows who, and we could be getting eighty, ninety thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, politics come along once every so often. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the average in I don't think in the U.S. I don't think you're going to see a lot of. A lot of development academies getting seven hundred thousand dollars, but it might happen. But it's and not, it might happen in ten years. But sure. it's not just politics; it's the guys below him. It's the guys two steps below yeah, him right. that we could be seeing right now. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, 
I'm sorry, guys. It's, I'm getting all and, worked up about it, but it's it, true. It, I mean, it, I want it is. It is tough because, like, well, the bottom line is, like, yeah, you know, we sit here and you're talking about seven hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Well, the bottom line is what these clubs are charging, like the PA Classics. That yeah. honestly, that kind of money is not game changing for them. They would like the money, but they're they're happy enough to say we don't need that money because because of the pay to pay structure. Yeah, like they're making. Be, be, they're they're a fee based organization and their yeah. fees are on that same level every mm-hmm. year. So I mean, it's not like a complete game changer. Well, you know, I, I think I think a lot of that attitude though comes with the fact that they understand the cost of trying to get these payments. Yeah. So they're like, well, you know, we're making a good amount of money. We're covering our costs with our fees. We're not gonna try to do something else that's going to end up costing us legal fees, we're just going to leave it alone. I think, you know, you never really know what's going on in the background. Oh. So they're, they're putting out statements that, you know, say, yeah, we're not interested. But re- in reality, they're probably interested. Who's going to turn up? I mean, who's going to turn down $700,000? I mean, Nobody. Yeah. So I, I think it's I think it's one of those things where, as, as Dave said, it's chicken and the egg. You know, either you get rid of it and you move towards a solidarity payment system or you somehow shift you know gradually I don't know. The, the reality is USSF I think needs to grow a pair mm-hmm. yeah. and stand up to the players union and say look as a federation yeah we think this needs to happen. Yeah. And we're going to do it. And if you've got a problem with it, we'll, you know, we'll deal with it in the courts. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, honestly, if, I don't know, if, if European labor laws allow this kind of thing, I find it hard to believe that American labor laws wouldn't. I mean, let's, I don't want to get into European the, uh, controversy with what Europeans can do and what Americans can do because America, as you know, is run by lawyers. It is. Europe, they have so many different things that we should be doing in America. I can't even list it. But I think when we started the MLS, this academy started growing, we were already behind the eight ball anyways. Yeah. And all of a sudden we put in our Americanized way of doing things and I've been doing it for 20 plus years. Yep. And now we're kind of setting our ways, and it's like, well, that's the way it is. This is the way guys have liked it for 20 years. Uh, we're not no, going to change it. Yeah, there's some validity to that. Yeah. So I don't want to get all... I, I'm already fired up about this whole crap. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's uh, change the subject a little bit. Something else that fires me up. Uh, there, was a twi- there was a tweet that you and I both saw from a fan of the Atlanta uh, oh, yeah, yeah. team. Basically stating they were actually a podcast, a po- Atlanta a podcast. podcast, yeah, and uh, stating why why do the United uh, hate us, Minnesota United? Why do they hate us so much? Well, and it, it was it was directed specifically to a particular individual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll avoid referencing that individual, but a, speci- a specific individual who used to be involved with one of the supporters groups, kind of still is. Then went into uh, soccer media publication. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, he made some comments in a post, you know, actually, I think it was an article. Yeah. yeah. But what, and the reason why, and, and a lot of people on Twitter were saying, well, there's a lot of banter back and forth about, oh, they're jealous and blah, blah, blah. Right, right, yeah. The reason, and I'm going to say this, and I don't know, you, you probably agree with me, and Stevens, you probably will too. The reason why there's a lot of hatred with Atlanta is, A, we came up at the same time. Right. So there were two expansion teams at the same time, okay? We did things differently because we had an NASL team. Right. Okay? So we kind of grew from within. Our owner is not the uh, is not the, the owner of Lowe's. Or, is he, Lowe's or Home Depot? Uh, Home Blank. Depot. Home Depot. Home Depot. Our owner is not the owner of Home Depot. Okay? Right. He did not have a stadium right. like Arthur Blank did. He cannot spend millions of dollars on things like right. Arthur Blank can. There is some jealousy there. I, there is. Because yeah, you, guys, so. you guys, Atlanta, you guys were lucky. You have an owner who's a multi-billionaire. Well, yeah, and exactly. Yeah. I mean, our, the, the like Corey brought up from True North Elite, I mean, like, the, the Minnesota United ownership, they're, they're, they're doing fine. They have plenty yeah. of money. But that being said, I don't care how much money you have. If you didn't have to spend millions, hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. of your own money on a stadium, that was kind of given to you by the city and given to you by the county. Yeah. Right. More or less. And the NFL. Yeah. So, and the NFL, yeah. And I, I, I Arthur Blank has done a great job with not only we're just the, the soccer team, but also the Falcons. You're yeah. too. Be, for years one and two, you're comparing apples to oranges, in my yeah. opinion. Now that you changes. Are. That changes a little bit going forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, once once you're both established MLS franchises yeah. and you both have stadiums, I think we that kind of maybe will go away. Yeah. I don't know if the hatred will ever go away, but I mean the comparison, the apples to oranges changes. It's not so much apples to oranges anymore going forward. Yeah, so, you know, and it, for me. The particular individual that was targeted with these mm-hmm. tweets, I have not had the the greatest interactions with him, so sure. I kind of I kind of like the fact that they attacked him a bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, for me, I was like, I tried to diffuse the situation a bit, and I even I think I responded to him to the original guy. Said, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a, a, a hate. Yeah, it's a banter. You know, I think there, there's a friendly banter that goes on. You know, and I said props to Atlanta for doing the, yeah. what they did. You know, I mean, and it, the reality is, it's always going to be that way. I mean, as a, as a fan of the Brewers, I'm totally jealous of the money that the Cubs spend exactly right on, on their players. Because as, that's the way it is. As a Twins fan, I get jealous of the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah. You know, but that's the way it is. That our ownerships are different. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we're built. We our owner built his own stadium. Arthur Blank did not build his own stadium. No. He didn't Atlanta, build the city of Atlanta paid for that. I mean, I mean, Arthur Blank didn't even build the bleachers yeah. or the seats of his yeah, own stadium. exactly I mean, right. Yeah. I'm happy with our owner, Mr. McGuire. Yeah. Because this is, this is what his deal is right now. Yeah. He's not involved in anything else. Right. Uh, he might have some other business deals going right. on, but this is his team. Okay? Right. Arthur Blank has the Falcons. Right. That's his moneymaker. Yeah. This soccer thing is kind of his secondary. I can throw money at it yep. and make more money because I can fill a big my so- my football stadium with soccer fans. Right. Also, my thing with with Atlanta is I don't the fans. I don't think they're as 
involved right. as much into this team at this point. Okay. Yep. We have a base of thousands of soccer fans from the NASL NASL days. Right. Yep. Right. Stevens, you'll agree. Yeah. We have a we have a base here. I mean, they they average like eight thousand a game. But yeah. we have a, we have a base that's been with this team for a long time. Yeah. Atlanta never had that. Well, I mean, they did. Yeah. They did. I kind mean, of. The Razorbacks. Yeah. The Razorbacks. Or, yeah, yeah. But right. I mean, it's Razor a different still. team, but it's still. still the soccer supporter culture. But we brought guys from the NASL up to MLS, yeah. and McGuire's been the owner for how long? I mean... Well, since he bought it in 13. 13, yeah. exactly. So, But I understand why there's a little bit of a... kind of a back and forth, because they're two different... It's apples and oranges, right? What it is. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it, it's great. I, I think that the guy he he had a point in. I don't. I don't. Re, I'm not going to address the the article or anything or the comments, but I mean, he had a point to what he was bitching. About, yeah, you know, and it and I think it was a rational point. Um, and I mean, I've even said commented at times about how I feel like Atlantis supports a little plasticky it's a little it's a little manufactured it's very pla- it's very plastic yeah it's it's very it's very NFL yes it, oh yes yes and, and which is fine I mean if that's how they want to do it it's fine well but think about the owner he's an NFL owner yeah guess what he's going to take the marketing from the NFL and transfer it to the MLS that's yeah. what he's going to do you know yeah you know I and I mean, a lot of the stuff that I say about Atlanta tends to be a bit, yeah. little bit more bantery. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I say call it what you want, but for the last two years, they've—I mean, I never—if you would have told me, you know, we've got an NFL stadium, we've got an MLS franchise, and for the last two years, if you would have told me that they were going to average that the 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 tenants yeah. that they were going to—I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. Not at all. So I mean, I think it's incredibly impressive. But think um, of what he's done, though. Yeah. They average a lot of fans there. It's indoors. Yeah. His concession prices are, I've talked about this before, yeah, concession prices are super cheap. I, I, just, I just didn't think there was that kind of a soccer supporters culture down there. I really I did not. I didn't but, either. But I, don't, I, I mean, that, we're talking, not, never mind NFL. Never, yeah. Forget about the Falcons. Just yeah. put, push that aside. You're talking about Atlanta and Georgia in general. That's that's college. That's college football. Yeah. yeah, that's huge. And you're telling me you have room for to to support a, a major league soccer franchise? I mean, I, I was just really impressed. Well, let's yeah. play, let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something about this, Dave. And let's think about families going to a game. Okay, you want to go to an Atlanta uh, soccer game? Seats are what? Twenty bucks. No, they're like upper deckers. They're for, higher. They're, they're higher more higher. Average. In fact, when I, I was there last year, I was in Atlanta last year yeah. on vacation, and I wanted to go to a, a game. Yeah. And I probably would have, other than the fact that the ticket prices were not cheap. I couldn't really? talk my friend into going. Yeah, I mean they they, they were not they were yeah, not giving those tickets. Well, higher than average. Yes. On the flip side, they have the lowest concession yeah. prices ever. Right. Yeah. So let's pay. Let's pay That's a big price true. for your tickets. That's true. But just don't think that they're giving those tickets away just no, to fill up the stands. They're not, they're not doing that. They pay. You pay a price for those tickets. But then when you go in there, if you want a beer or a pop, or, right. you're paying a lot less than anywhere else. Right. Okay. So it could be a family event. Yeah. You know. Whereas I don't know if Allianz is going to be stadium is going to be a family type of with the price. I don't know the price. I doubt yet. it. I doubt it. I know for the Vikings games, 
That is not a fan. We're not <laughs> taking right. a family to the Vikings game. We're not. I mean, I go by myself when I spend two hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. for a ticket and then all the beer and the food. Two hundred bucks yeah. for a game. You know. Yeah. I mean, there. I don't think there's a lot of hatred. I just think it's more of a apples and oranges. We're different up right. here. You know? Yeah, I agree. So. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else, guys. Are we? Well, the super draft. Oh yes, super, yeah, sorry, super. So that should be the last thing. Super draft, yeah, super draft. Yes. Yeah, and then, then we, I know we want to talk about it that because that's coming up. It's mm-hmm. it's actually next Friday, Friday, January 11th, and mm-hmm. in Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Yep. So it's it's kind of a big deal. I mean, it's it, there's four rounds, and, and this is for for eligible college level players. And David, yeah. I know you had a few uh, names yeah. that you wanted to bring up, and and just before we get into that, I mean, I don't know. This could be significant. I mean, obviously. I mean, a little bit remains to be seen, but obviously last year the Minnesota United had a pretty good, uh, pretty good year in 2018. Considering they've got, they ended up with three first rounders, of course, Mason mm-hmm. Toy, Wyatt Omsberg, and Carter Manley. Yeah. Right? So who are still with the team, and they're mm-hmm. certainly young players, and we're looking for them to develop. But That's uh, right, right. So, and we do have the uh, seventh overall pick this year. So yep. number seven. Yeah, you know, and I think. The Super Draft is always something that generally you expect a year or two before the player does anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not to bring up Atlanta again, but they picked Gressel back in 16. Mm-hmm. 17, sorry. 17. And, I mean, he made an immediate impact. Yeah. Um, you know, Dinlotti was in 17. He mm-hmm. was runner-up to Gressel yeah, for yeah. Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Toy Omsberg didn't really make any impact this year. Not yet. So it, it's one of those things where, you know, you take it with a grain of salt. It's it's a good place to find some talent that you're going to develop over a couple of years. And it with the fact we've done nothing yeah, yeah. at all, yeah. I mean, I think there are a number of players that, that we could, you know, that we could go for. I... I have a bunch of players. I don't know that I really want to go into it. Um, but, you know, if I if I were to... If I had the reins to do whatever I wanted. Um, Frankie Amaya um, from UCLA, he's a midfielder. He's probably going to go in the first three picks. Yeah. So we'd have to trade. We'd have to do something to get up there. He'd be really fantastic attacking midfield position that we... We don't need now, but again... We don't really need him now. We could well, we could put him at Madison. Yeah, and I mean, it, you know, a couple, you know, maybe get him in end of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something to consider. Mm-hmm. You know, if Amar uh, Sadich, I believe is what his name is, how it's pronounced. Uh, he's an attacking midfielder from Maryland. He's another guy. Um, top drawer soccer rated him as one of the top picks in the or available players. Interestingly enough, Matt Doyle of MLS didn't even. Suggests he's going to get picked in the first round. Nice. But the guy was a big part of uh, Maryland's team. He played in the Dutch League for a while before mm-hmm. college as well. I, I mean, or the U, U-19 Dutch League. Um, I, I think he would be another great piece. Again, somebody that you're not expecting something now. You're expecting when Darwin's 33 yeah. and he's not going to be useful. Yeah. Or 34, and he's not going to be useful. You've got a player that you've now developed for two years. You know what I mean? 
those are offensive players. You know, on the on the defensive side, uh, Bradley Dunwell, he's a defensive midfielder from Wake Forest. The guy was huge for Wake Forest uh, in the three years he was there. He would be, I think, a massive addition because he's a number six. Mm-hmm. He can sit in USL for a year, sit sure. on the bench, get a few minutes here and there sure, for sure, a sure. year. I mean, we've got Jan Gregis, but... You know, how long is he going to be here, right? You develop these young players. Maybe by the time Dunwell is 23, he'll play for us for a few years, and he might go somewhere else. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's the type of thing you want to do. I think, uh, you know, there are a couple good fullbacks and uh, center backs in the draft as well. And, it, you know, those are nice places to get some, you know, nice guys to get yeah. some depth. Uh, Colin Montgomery, he's probably going to go before we pick. But again, he'd be a good one. Tommy McCabe, he's another uh, Notre Dame defensive mid. He'd be really good. Um, Akeem Ward from Crichton, uh, he's a fullback. He can play both sides. So, Oh, well, right back. Right? I mean, it, you know, hey. it's, it's one of those things that if we had to play Manly this year, hey. you've got another rookie that is actually naturally right back. And you could put him at Madison for a while, get him a lot of yeah, minutes. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, it's so, I mean, basically the Super Draft, this year's draft, next Friday's draft, it's not going to have the impact on the 2019 club. Yeah. No. Like, it's not like um, you, you talk about, like, a sport like the NFL. Or the NBA. If you miss out on your first-round draft picks, it's going to hurt you next year. That's yeah. not the case here with no. the MLS, but it's certainly, the Super Draft is certainly a way that you want to supplement your roster yep. with talented young players that, going forward, could help you. And look, not to mention that, you know, it's not going to hurt your salary cap figure too no. much. And and if you can have guys that can contribute even in Madison, like you said, Tony, yeah. anywhere, it's going to help us going forward. That's why I like this Madison deal because you can draft a guy in Super Draft who he's he's talented, but he's got a little he's a little rough around the edges. Yeah, yeah. You put him in Madison, give him a lot of minutes in Madison, and you hope next year or maybe the end of this year he pops up on the pro club. And exactly. you know we see what he's all about. And you know that was the biggest issue with Mason Toy last year. That that dude's a baller. But yeah, yes. He he's very rough around the edges. And he, and he could have needed the minutes somewhere. He could have used Madison. He could have yeah. used Madison. He could have. I mean, and we ended up not really dishing him out until midseason. And I mean, it was it was too bad. He sat on the bench way too long. He didn't get enough minutes. Speaking yeah. of speaking of the Madison connection, I have to bring this up. I don't know if you saw, well, uh, our uh, boy Manny, Manny yes. had a thing on, he was talking about Madison, he's like, well, the biggest thing about Madison is his proximity. Proximity. Yeah, yeah. And somebody posted on Twitter saying, Manny, when he found his wife, saying, well, the biggest thing about getting my wife was because she was in proximity of me. Yeah, she was the closest woman to me. <laughs> closest woman to me at the time, so that was great. Yeah, yeah that was I a funny that. thing. That was <laughs> good. I saw that those comments. That, that is pretty good. And, you know, but that's classic. That's classic, classic Manny language. I know. It's like, really, that's all you could think of. Yeah, proximity. That answer. That's that's it. Proximity. That was it? Yeah. Not the fact. Not the fact that we're we're starting a new club down there and it's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's proximity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's Fine. it has nothing to do with the fact that we know members of the front office. And no, no. We've no. worked with them on numerous no. occasions, and they're close. They're yeah. close. Yeah. We're we're close. Yeah. That's like me saying to to Stevens, like. 
I'm friends with Dave because he's he's close. Well, it it sounds close like he's trying to save money on airfare. Like we don't want to fly yeah, people right. out, you know, from say Vegas or Phoenix if that's where our affiliate. Which was. I mean, they, I'm sure is a, they'd rather well, reasonable on a bus ride. The, the proximity thing is hours. is is feasible. I mean, it is yeah. something you need to have because go from Madison. It's something, but it's not the most. But it's important not the most thing. important thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what he made it sound like. He did. Idiotic, idiotic statement. Yeah. Come on, man. You are the you are the general manager technically of a major league soccer team, and that is what you said. Right. If what if Rick Spielman said that about like we drafted a guy because he's from Iowa? And he's like, we drafted him because of the proximity to Minnesota. From we didn't Iowa. Have to, we didn't have to play yeah. pay for a plane. We had to pay for a plane yeah. ticket, so and we saw huge. him enough because we could drive down there and yeah. see him. You know? Yeah. He, Come on. Moving him up here will be just like a van. Yeah, he won't yeah. Take anything. The weather's the same. It's it's fine. He'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. It's I agree. Stupid, it's stupid shit like that. Yep. You know, and I going back to the beginning of the year when we started talking about whether it was Adrian Heath or Manny who was more to blame for. Right. Every time Manny speaks, I get more and more level of this. This roster is Manny's fault. Right. Uh, what we've done last year is Manny's fault. And what we're going to do this year, if it's bad, is going to be Manny's fault. So, I mean, is it safe to say that Manny Lagos is kind of like the, the Donald Trump of MLS? <laughs> I mean, he, well, he opens his mouth and is just kind of like, well, what? What are you saying? That might be a bit of a stretch. That's a little bit of a stretch. But, uh, yeah, we're not. Because the Trump said some really stupid things. And Manny said this one thing. Well... Yeah, and probably some other things. Yeah, but not quite as stupid. Manny, if you're listening to this, and I know you're not. Think before you speak, my friend. Yeah, because the world of social media will just eat that shit up. Yeah, and you gotta wonder what Madison executives were thinking. <laughs> like, what? Really? We just went into this deal for that proximity. What's yeah. up with that? Speaking of Madison, I'm gonna say it again uh, to any guys listening from Madison. I know there's. At least a couple of you probably yeah. listen to Madison. Again, we're we are fixed on coming out to see you guys this year. Uh, yeah. Road tripping out there and uh, seeing you guys play and seeing some United players, uh, maybe Toy, maybe we draft in the uh, Super Draft. Yeah. Uh, coming out to see you guys play and hopefully having you guys on our podcast and enjoying a uh, great brewery in Madison and uh, enjoying the time out there. Yeah, and uh, you know, my wife actually gave me dates that would be really good. She gave you dates now? And then I forgot. Oh. So I have to ask her. Oh. But, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, we're, we're going to come out there. We're going to have a good time. Uh, I know three of us are excited about it, um, road tripping and yeah. doing some things. I haven't been to Madison in ages. I've never been to Madison. I I've was, driven by there. I was there in 2014 for the last time. How was that to for catch you? A gopher. Uh, I watched the Gopher football game, and, and it wasn't so great, to be honest with you. But yeah, Madison's think, a beautiful city. There's no doubt about it. And I I'll, think the last time I was there was two, 2001. Whoa. I've been through there many, yeah. many times, but the last time I literally stayed yeah. a night was 2014. Yeah, I... I think I went there for Halloween in 2001, and I went there for a Weezer concert in 2000, I yeah. think. You know, I'm thinking, though, guys, if we extend our thing to Madison one day, we can make a stopover in Wisconsin Dells, which I can't go to this year because my, my wife and kids are going to Disney World. Oh. And I've gone two years in a row now, and I'm already jonesing for Wisconsin Dells. I've never been there. 
I, see this we've talked about this before you're from Wisconsin you've never been to Wisconsin Dells yeah. it has the name of your state in the name of the place what we could stay at uh, do they still have Yogi Bear Park that's where Johnny stayed yes, last time right. he was there right. yeah. Jellystone Jellystone here yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been in the Dells for work and pleasure over yeah, the years yeah, yeah many times you know and you know I drive I like? through there all the time. Do you guys know what I like about the Dells the most, though? Is the fact that it's kind the of overpriced like... overpriced food? <laughs> yeah. that, that's one of them. Mm. The relaxed atmosphere of, like, hanging out. I, I yeah, will yeah. say this. You like, know? I've had... Like, I've stayed... Literally stayed in the Dells for work. And, you know, the plant or plants that I've been working at may, yeah. might have been 15, 20 minutes outside of town. Yeah. But, I mean, it's amazing. I was actually there most recently for work a, a few years ago. And I was there in the transition that it went from just a sleepy town yeah. into okay the summer's coming yeah. and I literally watched these restaurants that I'd go to night after night yeah. they change menus Raise their, yeah I know the yeah, menus yeah. change of course they would like they yeah. have a new menu for yeah, the right. summer crowd that's it's right. unbelievable right. and the prices jump up by oh I don't know just a ballpark number 50% is a yeah well, of course yeah. it's funny because yeah we like we were there the night before and then the next night we had a different menu with different yeah. prices it's, it's, it's all those all those Illinoisans. Yeah. I stay. Uh, it's, it's the equivalent to I don't know if you've ever done this, but I mean I've been into like say a Mexican city or a Caribbean city yeah. um, on vacation, and a cruise ship comes into town. Literally, the city they change it. Yeah, the port changes. They've, the menus change. They've got a little placard outside. You say a dollar for a beer, now it says five dollars for yeah. beer. <laughs> no, it does. That <laughs> happens. Um, I say we've stayed at Kalahari twice now. Okay, and I will say my, like I said, my favorite experience about it is San Calahari. I feel like I can go to the pool with the kids, all of us go, and we just relax. Kids can go off do their own thing, and right. we just can hang out. It's not like Disney World where there's all stuff going on. We have to go here. We have to go. We do Epcot. We got to go here and here. I don't have to go anywhere. We I can just hang out at the pool or the resort or whatever, and just you know have a good time and just relax and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm a big Dells fan. It's overrated for the most part. Oh, come on. Come on. Where else would you like? Duluth? Or Duluth? Is that better place. than Wisconsin Dells? Madeline Island in Superior. What's Madeline Island? It's the, it's the Apostle Islands off uh, off Superior. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those are pretty nice. I mean, yeah. you got to be like tenty. Oh, tenting it? Yeah. I'm not doing that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Fancy. No. I can't. Coming, Fancy. Come, I can't. Coming Fancy. full circle for the most part, though, I am looking forward to going going back to Madison, and I've got a cousin that work, that lives and works in Madison, and he's a bouncer at a bar. So he's, I, ooh, What bar is it? Um, I wish I knew the name, but I don't so we're gonna, know the name. Be able to go there for free? Right, uh, I don't know about free, but he's he'll, a bouncer. he'll have our back at the very have least. Our, <laughs> have our back. I mean, I don't know. We're all... Dave, you and I are almost 40. We're not getting any trouble at a bar. Well, I don't know. You, yeah, something tells me that might be the least of our <laughs> yeah, I, I might. I tend to get in trouble. Well, let's, yeah, we're not going to go into what trouble you... That was back in our 20s and 30s, though. You know, I mean, we're almost 40 now. Um, I do have to say, guys, uh, I'll talk about the weather once again here in Minneapolis. It's been crazy nice. I, yeah, I, I've I almost got, feel like we should be outside. I've got yeah. one complaint though for today. It's it's a little too sunny out. Well, it's because the sun's coming in this yeah. window here. Okay. We go like months without yeah. sun. Yeah, 
Yeah, just that, deal with it. That doesn't sound right, does it? I shouldn't be complaining about this. You shouldn't sunshine. complain about it at all. Yeah, especially in January. The funny, the crazy thing was, so yesterday I'm coming home from work. There was a guy in a Ford. It wasn't an must have been an excursion. Tall boys, right? Yeah. Going up uh, 101 towards my house. And I don't know how this is possible. He must, his truck must have been outside for days. Ice sheets are flying off the top oh, of his yeah, truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you see that. And I'm going, you realize, sir, if one of those hits a car and dent, you're responsible for this. Right, car. yeah. You better you be know? driving fast enough. I to. mean, let's clear off the crap off the top of our cars yeah. here in Minnesota, you know? Agreed. So, I mean, I'm loving this weather right now. Yeah. Because two reasons. One, warmer weather in January. Melting snow, melting ice, okay? Two, our winter's already long enough in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Okay? So when you get to mid-January and it's nice like this, it makes the winter even shorter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you're why two months away from March. And as of December 21st, the days are getting longer in yeah. this, as far as daylight's concerned. Yeah, I think they say it's like three three minutes a day. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what, we're 16 days removed, so we're already... Uh, 48 minutes longer. Yeah. yeah. Bottom line is, yeah. I'm think about this. I mean, we're opening day for the United is what, April? 12th? 12th? 16th? 20th? Something like that? 9th? Is it, is it what? 12th. 9th? 12th? 12th? 16th? Ah. Okay, so we're what? January, February, March. We're three months away. Yep. Three months away from opening day. Yeah. Which we still have to get tickets for at some point. Well, they're not opening. Minor details. Well, they will be, but... Which I have to look into that. You do. And again, we've talked about this. We're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to be there. It's a, Well, what's most it? likely, depending on how the lottery goes, but we'll see. We're not doing the lottery. <laughs> um, you guys can't see this, but uh, Sterling just gave the middle finger to Steve. <laughs> the okay, you guys can do the lottery all you want. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing the lottery. <laughs> Here's the thing. Is, that a, is it a 3 o'clock game? 3 or 4, yeah. I mean, we could technically do a podcast before the game. We could. We could. I uh, mean, we could find a brewery in St. Paul. We could do a podcast before the game. That would be. That'd be kind of fun. Be interesting. I mean, the home opener at Allianz Field podcast. Yeah, come on. We could even do one. You don't look very excited about that. I am. I am. You don't look excited. I'm just. I'm just like my mind's racing. Like, where would we go? Where would we go? (laughs) I don't know that we could. I don't think we could. You know, as as nice as Dual Citizen is. I I mean, that that's the home of the two North Elite. Yeah, I know. Um, But a couple years ago, remember we did the uh, buses and brews in St. Paul. Yeah, yeah. And we went to a bunch of brews. There are a few out there. Of course, after the third brewery, I think you and I were both like, (laughs) we were both wasted. You don't know how the podcast goes when that happens. What now? We know how this podcast goes when that happens. Well, yeah, I, again, I apologize. that was at my house, though. I wasn't going anywhere. My wife wanted me to go somewhere <laughs> outside. <laughs> and my kid's like, why is Daddy talking that way? I'm like, oh, Daddy drank a lot. It happens. Um, so we have a lot of exciting things coming up, guys. Unfortunately, the exciting no things for the United about signing guys has been... Null and void. You'll have yes. to wait another podcast or two. We'll see. Yeah, yeah I would hope the next podcast we have well, something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we should. At least two. Well, think about it. The next podcast is in two weeks, right? Yeah. And then we're only two weeks away from preseason. Yeah, I mean, let's say it's the 19th. Yeah, you're 
literally yeah. two weeks away. I mean, we better have some, at least one or if not two guys signed by then. I, I would hope the roster is done, technically, minus any big splashes. Do you trust Manny on that? We've had this discussion. I don't trust Manny at all. I just, I, I just can't. I'm sure they're hard at work as we speak. I, they I would not be. trust Manny they to have pour to piss from a boot with directions on the bottom, <laughs> on the heel, to be exact. I, I don't want to say it, but I think uh, Manny is just. I don't know if he's again short, very short comment. I don't know if Manny is the right guy for this team. Yeah. You know, I just don't. Fresh take. He was. He was at one time. Not anymore. Oh, before we go, though, guys, I have to say one thing. Uh, R.I.P. Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think any of our podcast listeners, um, most of them probably do, Mean Gene was one of the main announcers for the AWA, WWE, and WCW. If Johnny's going to listen to this podcast, he'll understand. Um, he was from South Dakota, but he moved to Ramsdale when he was very young. He moved to Ramsdale High School. He's one of us. Uh, sad day, because when I was growing up watching wrestling on WWF, he was uh, one of my favorites. Mean Gene died. And the crazy thing is, the same day Mean Gene died, Super Dave Osborne died. Yeah. And uh, the captain from Captain Tennille died. Yeah. That was a On the same day. And uh, if you guys don't know who Super Dave is, go on uh, YouTube. I know who Super Dave is. See some of his... I miss him on Curb. Curb, Curb, yeah, he did. And he was in in Ocean's uh, 12, right? Oh, was he? He was... uh, What's his... Matt Dillon... Or uh, Dillon... Not Dillon. um, Matt... Matt Damon's dad. Oh, Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Matt Damon's dad. Yeah, Yeah. he was the FBI agent guy. Yeah. Uh, But... uh, also the brother of Albert Brooks, whose real name, and the real name is Einstein. Albert Brooks changed his name from Albert Einstein to Albert Brooks. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Crazy thing. But the rule of three applies, especially on that day. Yeah. Three uh, very famous people died on the same day. So yeah. RIP Mean Gene Okerlund. I'll miss you. Um, again, we're at... Uh, Uda Pills and it is you had to think about that I feel I, like you had to think about how to pronounce that Uda, I did I said I was going to say Uda Pills but I said he, Uda Pills he pronounced it right though Uda Pills yeah. and it is guys it's before, busy. We go, before we go every table here is is packed except one except I'd say we're lucky we got here early otherwise know, we'd yeah. be sitting on the floor yeah. somewhere it's a uh, January Saturday afternoon every place here is packed and uh, I've enjoyed this place since yeah. we got here. It's good beer. Uh, two weeks. I don't know where we'll be. It's undecided at this point, but we'll be somewhere cool. Tony's we, garage, we, maybe? No. We That's fly the by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Summer Summertime is from my right. garage. Yeah. And we can hear the lawnmowers mowing and the guy yeah. doing the uh, blaster on his boat. Awesome. Still considering getting my tap going for one episode before the season. Well, yeah, okay, so let's bring that up before we go. Sterling has a great bar downstairs, better than my bar downstairs. And uh, he's got a little bar and a, and a, uh, and a tap. A tap. I haven't set up yet. So we're considering getting a keg, a pony keg of a local beer 
and doing our podcast from his basement yeah. and tapping the keg. That would yeah. be good. Which will be fantastic. It would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we definitely looking into doing that. Yeah. Good times. Um, you guys have anything else before we go? I got nothing. I don't think so. No. Stevens? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, for myself, Tony Bernanzi, for Dave Sterling and Dave Stevens, this has been the Looney's Podcast. We'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Catch you next time. time to go back to work there's a lot to do we have things to make stuff to build cargo to ship customers to serve so grab a five-hour energy and get ready for 16 years through good times and bad five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done it's time to go back to work Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com. Celebrate the 4th of July from the comfort of home and save on must-haves during Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. This Thursday through Sunday, take an extra 20% off festive tops for the family, patio furniture, and get 10% off outdoor toys. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, limited contact store drive-up. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid June 25th through 28th. 20% off with promo code FAMILYSHOP. 10% off toys, offers, and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or calls.com for details.